Good morning, everybody. Man, the temperature has gone up drastically from where I was two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven o'clock in the morning to this place. Yes, it was. Welcome back. Well, thank you. You got to like the hotness if you're going to live in Texas. Okay, I get it. But there's nothing wrong with going. You don't got to like it. Well, you got to deal with it. Yeah, I guess you could like um, something else. But I just, I choose to go to elevation once, twice, thrice. Ah, here we go again. But this is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, broadcasting live across this country and on iTunes and uh, Spotify and all those other places, uh, 24-7, 365. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Beefsteak is not in the house. Um, he is on hiatus, and I'm not exactly sure where hiatus is. I think but he's everybody lost. goes there. I think he's lost. Okay. Uh, Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early and gets the gate open for us. Put a screw in the old screen door up here at the bunkhouse. Fired up the old potbelly stove and poured some water over the old coffee grinds from weeks gone past. You know, that coffee, that coffee, that percolator is uh, the coffee in there is like making uh, bread. You just kind of like for years, you just pass down a little bit of it and a what? little bit of it, a little bit of it. And just, it just makes this certain kind of coffee. I don't understand. And, uh, I didn't well, get that reference. Bakers will get it. Well, there's just some kind of dough product that you pass down for years and years. To make coffee years. with in a percolator? No. The, okay. co- the coffee grinds that are in that coffee maker, some of them are. You don't clean it out? Well, not all the way. It's that's just, gross. No, it's, you don't wash your percolator. <laughs> <laughs> Scrub the percolator. You should clean so, that stuff. Anyway, uh, my name is TJ Graney, and I, we are back in the bunkhouse. It's good to be back. I've been gone a couple of weeks. I was uh, two weeks ago. I was uh, on a ranch in Bryan College Station with C twelve four sixteen boys. Uh, doing a summer hunt camp weekend, just training some boys up and hunting and outdoor adventure. Full week, not weekend. Yeah, full week, full week. It just started on uh, Sunday, I guess. And we were out there four days beforehand getting the ranch ready, setting up all the the training areas. And uh, it's a little excessive. It was good. It was great. We, uh, we had 12 boys that had never really been to kids outdoor zone, KOZ outdoor stuff, trained them up and, uh, killed a bunch of rams and a bunch of hogs. And, uh, we didn't even rabbit hunt this time. That was strange. No um, rabbits or no, just... there was rabbits, but we didn't hunt them. Man, I'm telling you the grasses yeah. in Bryan college station on some of the farms around us where we hunt, the grasses were up above our waist where places where we have hunted hogs yeah where you could just sit and watch lo- these huge pastures and you could just see them travel back all and the forth. rain all the grass yeah up, and it brought up. it brought the the window of 
how far you can see or when you would see those hogs. It would be just from them going uh, through the grass, out of the grass, into the dark timber, and it, across this, you know, an old gravel road or something. Right, right. And you try and get them to stop there just long enough for a boy who's never killed a hog before to put a beat on them with the uh, 308 and pull the trigger. Right. And we killed a bunch of them. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We killed a bunch of them. It was good. That is good. The farmer likes it. Man, and you want to talk about, you know, we talk about the hogs here all the time. We saw so many small piglets. Oh, gosh. So many. Uh, I mean, you know, like 12 inch or so. Yeah. Little, tiny, little, little, little ones. We caught six of them in a trap. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. That was gnarly. <laughs> that was gnarly. Yeah. But anyway, it was uh it was amazing. Then uh peeled off out of there and uh got home about six o'clock on uh, on a Saturday uh evening, unloaded all that gear and then loaded back up and took three of the older boys, the ones that um helped me do the, the leaders camp. yeah the leader the camp young, counselors camp counselors and took them and went to um Cipapu, new mexico so we were just outside of taos new new mexico spent a couple of days camping up there where the temperatures were in the 40s and uh, it was wonderful camping and then uh moved over to the Cipapu old family ski lodge there and uh, we went and hiked Wheeler Peak, which is the tallest peak in New Mexico at 13,171 feet. Boys had never done that before. So, and I'm just getting ready for my next climb. Yeah, how'd it feel? You felt sore? great. Nope. Tired? Not, nope. Nope. It was great. Altitude get to you? Not a bit. Man. There was snow up there. And one of the coolest things that we got to do, and I'd never, and I've hiked mountains for years. The coolest thing we got to do was there was a ton of snow still on the mountain. Yeah. And we got to do a snow slide where you yeah. jump in the jump on some snow and you just slide down to the to the end of the snow patch. Yeah. And it was probably a hundred yards. That's a pretty and good run. It was a great run. And it cut off a big part of the trail we didn't have to do. <laughs> and uh so there was those three boys and myself, we were coming down and we saw it. And uh, we just looked at each other and said, all right, who wants to do it? And we had one one young guy, his name's Caden, from El Paso. And, uh, man, he's just, you know, all these boys are whatever. Show me adventure and let me, ha- let me have a piece of that. Yeah, right. And he just goes, I'll do it, and runs over there. And just takes <laughs> off like, down oh, the side my of the gosh. Mountain. Yeah. Well, luckily, there was just a big rock at the end that would stop you no matter what. So. Yeah, you just crumble up against oh, it. Oh, yeah. You just pile hope, up everybody. Hope your ankle doesn't crush. crush at the top of the mountain. No, it was good. So, anyway, I'm back. I'm glad to be back. Um Glad to be back here in the bunkhouse. Thank you very much for watching over things and yeah. making sure we're oh, getting yeah. every, all the outdoor information out from here in the central Texas area, out around the world. Yeah, we had a couple good weeks uh, in the bunkhouse. Just um, uh, we had ICAST happen this week, this following, this past week. You so know, we'll I- talk about. 
we'll talk about that a little bit and kind of I, some of the products that came out. I and, noticed that there was like four best of show products. Well, Lit. they got best of show of different categories. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they do like, they hand out like 14 awards or something uh, for ICAST. I, so. I would like, I, I've been to SHOT Show, probably yeah. the cool one of the, but it may have been, I mean, every, all those big shows have something great. Uh, uh, the SHOT Show's great, the NRA convention, uh, Bassmaster Classic. There's a few of those things that are just spectacular. Right. That I think, as an outdoor guy, you just kind of put it on your put it on your list of things you should do. Yeah, uh, as an outdoor guy, and I think I cast is one I've never done, but man, I'd love to go and and be a part of seeing what all the new fishing, boating, water gear. I'm kind of to the point now that I'm like, all right, I think now. Now they said this. What is that famous quote for, that somebody said fifty years ago? That every no thought is an original. No, no new thought is original or anything is new anymore at this point. And that was like pre computers, pre you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but in the fishing world, I think I think we're done. I think <laughs> no we've capped way. it out. No, you can't. Be. I I think it's done. I think. There's everything that can be thought of for bass fishing has been thought of other than, you know, them finding them and catching them, you know, automated where you just sit back, eat your ham sandwich and wait till the depth finder tells you to pick up your fishing pole, start reeling, <laughs> 5.2 pounder on end of fishing pole. I just... I just, I just think we're done. I think we got it all figured out. Well, we can never have another okay. fishing show again, and and all of everything's been invented. You know, I remember it wasn't all that long ago that uh, we were filming our TV show, the Outdoor Zone TV show, and um, we got wind of a setup on a on a ranch in South Texas where a paraplegic veteran was going to hunt from his bed. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there was cameras and an automatic gun and, and he was hunting exotics on a ranch and everybody went nuts about it, but he did it. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was in his bed in like Austin and set up with all the gear and all he had to do was blow into a straw when it was time to pull the trigger on his exotic and everybody freaked out and said oh my gosh this is the end of hunting and there was all these new laws passed and everything and uh uh it things come and they go people have been you know hunting with paraplegics have been hunting with stuff like that and the reason why I say that is, you know, you were talking about the automatic catch a fish thing, but there's there's nothing like um, there's nothing like sitting in the stand with the old school bow stand, or you know, how how's that ever going to take away from right fishing a frog across some lily pads? Or oh well, I'll tell you about the, the new frog over the lily pad technique. 
that uh, came out this year. Not a, not a huge fan of it myself. I don't like it one bit. But uh, we'll t- talk about that on the flip side. Uh, and uh, well, there's a yeah. lot there's a lot going on in the fishing world. We'll get Cody to uh, head us up on some of that stuff. Also, Austin area residents are told they're responsible for removing dead fish. Okay. What are you responsible for in the Austin area? Those dead fish? Yeah, that's you. Well, there's only one way to get there. That's make sure your vehicle is taken care of by Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to make sure your vehicle is running at peak performance. ASE certified technicians, that's all they hire. Go see our friends. They've got deals and specials running. If you just need an oil change, they're who we use. If you need a transmission service, transmission work, anything for your vehicle, sunautoservice.com. Locations, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the newest location in Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. ICAST Talk coming up next. You get it only one place. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas, theoutdoorzone.com. So, you can buy me a boat. This is T. Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true. But it still sounds pretty cool Cause it could buy me a boat All right. Welcome back It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse Top Outdoor Show on radio Live on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network Austin's hottest new restaurant at the shore Raw Barn Grill Hey, today's a great day to go over there for a brunch Take your gal over there for a nice brunch after church today. Wouldn't that be great? Can you imagine having all those fresh regional cuisine right there in front of you? Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico regional coastal cuisine. The fish and the oysters. Oh, man. They have a fantastic pet-friendly patio, live music on certain nights, open for lunch and dinner every day, and a killer brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Go see our buddies over there at Austin's hottest new restaurant, The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. They're located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go, uh, you can find out all the information at shoreatx.com. Shoreatx.com. Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go get you some. That uh, iCast, the biggest fishing show, retailer <laughs> show. That's where everybody comes out with their new products in the fishing world. Uh, of course, it's it's heavily geared towards bass fishing but there is fly fishing there's everything uh involved at icast but uh i say of course heavily towards bass fishing because bass fishing is the number one sport fishing uh 
adventure in the world, I guess. But it's the year of the trolling motor is what ended up happening this year. Uh, so for years and years, we've had just two trolling motor brands, Minn Kota and Motor Guide, right? I mean, that's what you remember. I mean, we had Motor Guide for years and years. And then I got a couple Minn Kotas and, you know, kind of converted over to Minn Kotas, really like those for years and years. And Minn Kota last year, the year before, came out with the uh, spot lock where you can click the button and on your trolling motor and it'll hold your boat in one specific place within a three-foot radius or something. Well, and they, Insane. And they say, too, I remember the old boy that told me, he said, you use your trolling motor more than you use your big motor. Oh, yeah. So you need to invest in a good trolling motor if you're going to bass fish. Yeah, well, or saltwater fish. I mean, think about guys at the coast, you know. Um, there's a lot of guys at the coast that use the trolling motor. But, yes, every bass boat has to have a trolling motor. And you are. You're up there standing there running your trolling motor while you're fishing. It's the little motor up front of the boat, right? You run it with your foot now. Uh, I don't know that any hand-controlled trolling motors are still out there or that anybody even uses them anymore. But anyway, year of the trolling motor. So we had we had uh, Motor Guide and Minn Kota for the last, I don't know, how many years Several, 20, <laughs> 20 years. Those were the two trolling motors that were out there. A couple would try and come in and uh, a couple different times and never stuck. Well, this year, Garmin came out with one, one best of show. Uh, Low Rants, the graph, the, the company that makes graphs, that makes uh, GPS units. And, you know, I have those Low Rants GPS units on my boat right now they came out with a trolling motor uh who else had one uh, and then there was another company i can't remember so the did did the other one uh which one was the one that uh, the garmin trolling motor won best of show over the whole iCast but i was but my thought was did one of the original two uh go away no that's the thing now there's just now there's four or five options? Four or five different trolling motors instead of oh just gosh. two. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that all came to fruition this iCast. I knew there was going to be a new trolling motor. Lower Ants had been talking about putting theirs out for a while. Uh, knew that one was coming out. I didn't know Garmin was necessarily going to come out with a trolling motor. And they end up winning best to show. I think it's a good-looking system they got here as far as looks go of course that doesn't mean a whole how do you lot. how do they pick best of show with a trolling motor in the middle of a uh a trade show do i don't they have know like a I little got... water tank where people could watch it go round and round in circles or something and do i don't tricks? know but i own 22 shares of garmin so not a bad not a bad win on my part for oh, iCast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it may be on your way. Yeah, baby. Be leaving us behind. So uh, Garmin <clears throat> Garmin uh, wins best of show at iCast for the trolling motor. I am so anxious to see how the boats are going to be rigged up 
you know, do you pick your trolling motor now? Do you have a list of it? Usually, in the past, it would just, everybody knew this boat came with this or this comes with this. You know, Skeeters, they come rigged with the graphs and with the trolling motors and all that out of the factory is how they have their setup now. You can request other items on it, of course, but uh, you just buy one, you know, from the dealership. It's already pre-rigged with the certain graphs and trolling motor. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who these guys take preference with, you know, is Skeeter or Nitro or, you know, are all Nitros going to have a Garmin trolling well, motor I, on I it? I guarantee or, you those dealers are out there looking for, how am I going to, how am I going to make more money and who's going to give me that option? Yeah. The other, the other, thing that they've got to take into consideration is uh how are we going to get our guys trained to fix these things if they break well that's my biggest problem now they got these several different companies right we had uh it's no question that um mincota had had the upper hand in trolling motors the last i don't know five six ten years Right. I mean, that's just what guys ran. Well, everybody Not, thought no, Lawrence or whoever that other brand was going away. Motor Guide. Motor Guide. They thought well, Motor Guide was going away. Not necessarily going away, but, but they just weren't keeping up. You know, they had the same trolling motor that they'd had for 20 years and uh, just wasn't working anymore. And Minkota, you know, was just a better trolling motor. So. These major tournaments that I, you know, travel around and fish, you'd have a Mencota rep there to fix it if anything happened. And I can't tell you how many times I've had little things fixed, you know, uh, by the Mencota guy on my trolling boner. Now you've got four, five, six major brands. They're not going to have a rep at all these big tournaments. And trying to find and train up those guys, like you said, you there's I don't know of a trolling motor repair shop in central texas yeah and i was gonna say that stayed for any period of time anyway it would be to me i would think if you could find if you could get a shop start a shop that's a trolling motor repair shop and actually have quality service you would be flooded yeah. with more work than you could keep up with yeah it's just uh and just, I've run that. I actually have a business plan written out for that. I don't know if you remember well, that, but you anyway. might ought to execute on that. And, I don't know. Sounds like a lot. And of these work. new and these new manufacturers are going to be looking for people that can yeah service them right. You know, Bass Pro and those guys in their big shops, in their big shops, they have they sell boats and they do motor repair and stuff like that. Um, and if they bring these products in, they're going to need to service them. The biggest talked about item at ICAST, can you guess what that was? Other than, of course, trolling motors. Uh, biggest item was maybe a lure? It was, was it a lure. It was a lure. The frog. It's the frog. very frog-related. Uh, it looks, the, the core of the body looks like a plastic frog. But it has eight legs on it. They made a, a spider. It's called the Phantom Spider Freshwater Soft Lure. 
walks across the top of the water. Come on. I'll try that. I want to try that in Bastrop. I want no part of it. What I do want a part of, I went by and saw this week, I went to McBride's Guns. Saw our buddies over there. With the way society is pounding on our right stone guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops, the ones we trust with our constitutional rights. It's McBride's Guns. Whether you're looking to... For a new rifle, shotgun, personal carrier, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532 or online McBride'sGuns.com. Go see our friends at McBride's. They not only have guns, but they've got rare coins and some hard-to-find fishing equipment. Go see our friends, McBride's Guns, your hometown. Gunshot. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fix me some coffee and I welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. Find us on iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, all those cool places. Just search the Outdoor Zone. Uh, the 2019 Motor Trend SUV of the year is the 2019 Jeep Wrangler. It's that classic American look we all love. The new technology designs upgrades and some amazing safety features like the rear park assist, blind spot monitoring, and rear cross path detection. New Wranglers arriving almost every day. Go check out the 2019 Grand Cherokee. From the road to the ranch, the 2019 Grand Cherokee can take you anywhere you want to go. Not only will you get some of the best prices of the season, but you'll get legendary service that awarded uh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter the best customer, 2019 Customer First Award for Excellence. Well, of course. There it is. And if that wasn't enough, you still have Nile Maxwell's personal promise. That same that same promise he's been making for over thirty years to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring them the signed buyer's order, and they'll beat it. The Jeep Celebration events now on at the Super Center size with Super Center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. Nile Maxwell Super Center six twenty and one eighty three in Austin, or visit them online at Nile Maxwell Super Center dot Calm. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, if you got small children listening, you may want to tune over or uh, tune them out, send them out of the room temporarily. This one's just a little bit gruesome. Texas man who went missing was entirely consumed by his own dogs. 
Authorities no. say a Texas no. man who disappeared several months ago was apparently eaten by his own dogs. CBS Dallas-Fort Worth reports the victim, identified as Freddie Mac, 57, was reported missing in April by family members who were unable to check on him because of 18 aggressive dogs on his property in Venus, Texas, south of Dallas. In May, detectives again attempted to contact Mac on his property, but the aggressiveness of his dogs prevented it. On May 15th, a detective noticed a small piece of bone on the ground. Investigators tested the fragments, pieces of clothing, and the dog's feces in an attempt to find Mac. A lengthy investigation supported by DNA analysis revealed that Mr. Mac was entirely consumed by his own dogs. States a press release from the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. The clothing and the feces matched that of what Freddie was known to wear indicating that the dogs may have consumed their owner. CBS Dallas-Fort Worth reported that Max, 18 dogs, two were killed by the other dogs, 16 were seized, and 13 were ordered to be euthanized. During the course of our investigation, it was found that Freddie suffered from serious medical conditions, so we will never know if the dogs killed Mr. Mac or consumed him after he died from a medical condition. Either way, it's a very gruesome event that we extend our sympathies to Freddie Mac's family, said Sheriff Adam King. So, that I told you, you cannot trust chihuahuas. <laughs> they are dangerous. Oh Fear gosh. the ears, buddy. Fear the ears. Uh, that's a terrible story. I want no part of it. Here's another news of the weird. Oh, great. And it's not about dogs eating. Soylent green is people. Area residents are told they're responsible for removing dead fish. The stench from the dead and decaying fish in two northeast Austin ponds increased with temperatures Thursday. They're located in the Windsor Hills neighborhood near the intersection of Applegate Drive and Newport Avenue. Environmental quality specialist Oscar Garza with Austin Watershed Protection was called out to investigate the fish kill. An incident like this, according to Garza, can happen overnight. What I'm looking at right now, where is this leading me to be the cause of the fish kill? Uh, It could happen very quickly. Several hundred fish are dead, but there are signs of life in the ponds, like turtles and other fish. There are no signs of oil on the water or other uh, contaminants. It's not chemical, not sewer. The likely source is depletion of oxygen. It is. Because of the hot weather and no oxygen, of course they're going to die. Simple. Move to the next one. The loss of oxygen in water. The oxygen in the water is caused by algae blooms and hot days. So it's not uncommon for ponds, and that is why aerators are critical for ponds. you got to have water movement in a pond, and steel hot days are not good for a shallow pond. Of course they're going to die. It doesn't take... I I guess what annoys me is 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 that it's a news story, I guess. The you ponds? know, like it's this big, like it's this big deal. It's a pretty 
simple. Well, it's a big deal if you don't know anything about ponds or why fish would just come up floating. Of course, everybody in Austin's going, oh, my God, there's a chemical right, spill. Right, They're raising. We should, never, we should have no more cars inside the Austin city limits. The cars yes. are killing our children and our Camping fish. only, camping only. The ponds were created several years ago in, when this neighborhood was built. They are not owned by the city, so residents will be stuck with the cleanup bill. Garza says work crews can be hired to scoop out the dead fish and the algae. Our residents could just let, or residents could just let nature do it. You walk around the pond, you might notice buzzards, raccoons, turtles. They will have a feast here. It's a buffet for them, said Garza. Hey, I like, I like this guy's comment. Just yeah, like, I mean, ah, it'll be, uh, it'll be gone in no time. Just so relax. Our pond, we have two things that we noticed in our pond as summer is about us. Our pond is highly aerated. Um, but we noticed two things. One is buzzards hanging around our pond. And that's not a good sign. And they're, well, they're hanging around underneath some of the trees in the shade. And I think that's interesting. Because there's nothing dead on the ground, and we're, we don't have well, a Well, no, bill. because you got buzzards right there. Ah. And the other thing is, we have freshwater um, jellyfish. I don't I don't understand. So, it's a thing. We w- I had some, those boys, when we were between leaving from summer camp and going to the mountains, they were out by the pond hanging out, trying to s- snag my fish out of my pond. Yeah. And they came running in and said, you got to... You got jellyfish in your pond. I said, no, you're nuts. Got, you know, you really, you're nuts. And uh, and so they kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And last night, Mrs. Graney and I went out there in the evening, and we looked on the edges where they said that they would be, and there are jellyfish the size of a little smaller than a dime, st- tons of them swimming around, inside our pond better get rid of them no they're healthy it's this it's sign it is a sign of a healthy pond nah. i read on yes i read up all about them and uh they get moved over either by birds, birds and, yeah. or a bait bucket or something like that yeah it's going from pond to pond but freshwater jellyfish and it is the sign of clean water healthy uh pond Hmm. But they're in there, and they actually have poison. They could sting. Really? But they're so small that they don't hurt humans. Right. Kind of like the daddy long leg spider. Yeah. The most guess, poisonous spider in the world, but it it's not big. Its fangs aren't big enough to bite you or something, something. like that. But, you know, I mean, we got tiny little fish in our pond and other little creatures but what excited me the most about it one is i never heard about that before but it is very common and uh i don't like it and the other thing is that it's it's a sign of a healthy pond right so these guys up there if you're in north austin you need to get uh aerators put in there and we we've done that whole thing it's you're gonna need to figure it out if you're gonna have ponds these you know it's nice the neighborhood built them Right, but there's some management you need to oh call Pond Boss. Go call PondBoss.com and yeah. start getting your information together. Or get me to come up there, and I'll scoop out the fish. I'll and... advise you on what you need to do. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, freshwater jellyfish. I don't know about that, dude. 
You got to come see him. I'm going to Google that. We're charging no. $5. Uh-oh. Come and see him. It's a marvel of science. Uh, anyway, so jellyfish in the ponds, fish are dying, dogs eating their owners. <laughs> What could possibly I don't know else be added to this radio show? Game Warden Field Notes uh, coming up next, so you don't want to miss that. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. You know you can find us on iTunes, Spotify. All you got to do is search the Outdoor Zone, and uh, and we'll be right there. We coming at you every week, same time, same place. TheOutdoorZone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. It is the number one outdoor radio show, brought to you by... Central Texas Honda dealers. If you're like me, you're always looking for the best. Where's the best vacation spot? Where's the best food in town? Heck, we even have best friends. So why not drive the best? Well, you can in a new Honda. For style and sophistication, try the 2019 Honda Accord LX, one of car and driver's 10 best. Features a push-button start, heads-up display, and, of course, my favorite, Honda Sensing. Honda's suite of safety and driver-assisted features like lane assist, collision detection, and road departure. Or if you want more out of your midsize SUV, there's the 2019 Honda Pilot, named the 2019 Best Buy of the Year among midsize SUVs, according to Kelly Blue Books, KBB.com. Standard with Honda Sensing, a suite of safety and driver-assisted features. So if MV drives you, drive a Honda and test drive the perfect Honda Today, from your central Texas Honda dealers. Car and driver January 2019. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Oh. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Now, this is a good one right here, I tell you that. Fear that rumbling sound. Oh, we did this one. You already did the rumbling sound? Yeah, we did it last week. Well, I got one that's as good or better. Utah. Well, let's, let's, but that it was a hilarious story, and we got lots of comments about that game warden field notes from last week. The rumbling sound where the uh, ladies are, lady and husband are up in the tree, or the couple are up in a tree. The game warden gets to them, finally finds them, and they think it's a pig that's growling at them, and what it is, a nearby road where somebody's running over the rumble strips you know the, the little engrooved part of the side of the road you would not believe the comments we got off of that people love that story it was hilarious i think it's because <laughs> in one sense you, you can relate to it right like oh no yes yes i'm not running up a tree 
and thinking that's a hog. Oh, my gosh. Although they recently finished training two new Utah Division of Wildlife Resource Canine Conservation Officers are already hard at work. Last weekend, the officers successfully assisted other agencies with searches and also caught people illegally fishing. DWR Conservation Officer Josh Carver and his canine, a chocolate lab retriever named Carlo, were asked to assist the Iron County Sheriff's Office and the Brian Head Marshal's Office in a search for two male juveniles who ran away from a treatment facility on July 7th. Near Brianhead, Carver and Carlo quickly responded to the scene where Carlo began tracking the scent. So they started where the boys began, uh, where they ran off, and they tracked them for almost a day. Uh, it says here, as soon as I... Wait, what were they? They were just catching fish illegally? No, 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 no. These two boys had broken out of a uh, juvenile, oh, like a like a youth home or something like cops that. Cops, or, or uh, yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. They but they knew that the boys were running through the woods, so they got the game warden and his new trained dog, and uh, they put them on the tracks and they followed them all the way through the woods through a, a vacated neighborhood. And uh, and ended up and then found a couple of houses where the boys had broken some houses on their way through the on their little run. And uh, the next day, the second day, they found them. And uh, and it was all because Carlo just wouldn't let up <laughs> that dog, the new brand new dog, brand new on the deal. So they're pretty they had to prove about himself, you know, and the second one at the same time, the southern Utah search was happening Conservation Officer Matt Burgess and his Black Lab canine crews were assisting in a vehicle checkpoint at the opposite end of the state near Strawberry Reservoir. During the checkpoint, they checked license, fish fish sizes and limits, and general compliance with other laws. Along with 14 other DWR conservation officers, they stopped 254 vehicles issued 30 citations, and seized 47 fish that were taken illegal. The conservation officers then donated the fish to the food bank in Erber City. Cruz was instrumental in finding fish and was able to locate their odor on one of the vehicle door handles during a stop. It was always amazing watching him work and seeing how instrumental he is in helping us do our jobs to protect Utah's wildlife. Mm. Really? <laughs> 254 vehicles stopped, 30 citation, and 47 seized fish. That's weird. I didn't know that they would take seized fish to a food bank. They got to take it somewhere. You can't waste it. So right? it, was, it was interesting. Speaking of, it was interesting when we were in New Mexico, um, we helped one of the campgrounds we took on a task of diverting. So there was a, a creek running from the mountains down through the campgrounds. It's a beautiful flowing creek. Right. And um, and we uh, were asked by the park department there if we would help by 
pulling a tree that was had fallen and diverted the water from the creek through a campsite, which eliminated that campsite. It was just trash in that campsite. It was destroying it from the water flow. So we jumped in there and, and took some axes, and, uh, and we pulled this huge tree stump out, this tree out of the main water flow and got the water flowing correctly again. And but that water that flowed through the uh, through the campground uh, started it stopped you know it started to dry up right and uh, when we started looking in the puddles they were full of rainbow trout <laughs> I mean there was probably twenty rainbow trout and so we were talking to the game warden about it and the game warden said oh yeah those rainbow trout those rainbows they're lazy oh yeah they won't well he said that those are stocked rainbows oh gotcha and he said that uh a uh, stocked rainbow one from a fish farm is going to be a lazy one so they're going to find the slowest running water and they're going to bunch up with their buddies in those slowest in the pools in the slowest running water because they're used to being in a uh, reservoir and a right? tank and yeah where they were raised <laughs> and they're and he said they're just lazy he said now you can find the wa- the wild rainbows and the browns right. and they're go and they're you're not going to catch them like that they're right. not going to be stuck in those and we didn't and right. we, and i bet you we saw in that one stretch of creek uh probably 30 rainbows and that just got me to think how many rainbows, how many trout are in the waters up there if you go to the right places. And uh, and so the, it was amazing. So they were just in those little pools off to the side, just piled up. Yeah. And then as mm-hmm. the water dried up, they were just, they became, you know, bear food, st- stuck in the mud. And right. uh, I'm sure that's how uh, back in the day, uh, the raccoons ate. The fossils were made. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, a fish fossil. It was just the water got diverted or dried up, and whatever it was, was in the mud. And But, yeah, uh, uh, you know, but I didn't see buzzards or anything. Yeah, well, it wasn't around. time yet. They were, they, buzzards don't like until it's well within its, you know, till it Stinky. starts bloating. Yes. Buzzards don't roll until it starts bloating. Hey, I did want to mention uh, David Cosner. We'll we'll mention it later in the show too. But uh, David Cosner, uh, in the fishing world, uh, my, my previous fishing partner, his uh, memorial uh, big party uh, in celebration of of uh, of him his life is life celebration. His life celebration. Thank you. August third, one p.m. at Buck's backyard. So anybody and everyone, welcome to that. Plus, they're going to have a, a memorial fundraising tournament, fishing tournament, September seventh on Lake LBJ, and that's just a big bass tournament. So all you got to do is catch one to be able to to. Uh, win something there so hope to fill up both of those places and show our love and support well hey uh archery country is a place where you can go to uh get all the new and best archery gears like the iCast these guys go to the archery trade show they are on the cutting edge of all the newest gear they carry the Matthews Elite and Hoyt 
brands, the only ones in this area. They're the only ones with the full-size gun range. Go see our buddies over at Austin Archery Country. These are true avid bow hunters and 3D shooters. You can find them at 8121 Research Boulevard or just go to austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com for details. Coming up next, we've got, uh, oh man, we've got your Armed Citizens Report, your Peter Report, all that and more. It's the final hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone. Search us on iTunes, on Facebook, anywhere, all of the social interweb stuff at the outdoorzone.com. <laughs> 